I'm Claire Mattis, and welcome back to another episode of Seeking Refuge News. Today, we'll be discussing the impact of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria, which occurred on February 6, 2023. It's been determined that it was at least a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, along with a series of tremors and aftershocks that devastated the regions of southeast Turkey and northwest Syria. NPR described it, saying, The Arabian Peninsula is part of a tectonic plate that is making its way north into the Eurasian plate, and the entire nation of Turkey is getting squeezed aside. This tectonic shift has caused numerous earthquakes in the region for millennia, including one that flattened the Syrian city of Aleppo in 1138, as well as more recent earthquakes, such as the one in 1999. However, this one is said to be the most powerful earthquake Turkey has seen in the last 80 years. The rescue efforts are becoming less and less frequent as time passes, and MSN News states, In the earthquake-ravaged towns and cities of Turkey, the scenes are as inspiring as they are increasingly rare, survivors being pulled from the wreckage eight, nine, even ten days after they were buried in rubble. The numbers, however, are vanishingly small compared to the death toll, which is now reaching upwards of 43,000 people. Survivors recount being buried between walls or underneath collapsed structures and using insulation to prevent hypothermia and collecting droplets of rainwater to prevent dehydration. It's clear that this disaster will cause thousands of people to be displaced from their homes and cities with very little options as to where they'll be able to stay. This problem is only heightened in Syria, where there is a U.S. blockade surrounding the country from every direction and according to MSN News, has badly hampered rescue work and led to high casualties. This begs the question, to what extent do sanctions against Syria worsen this crisis? On Thursday, the U.S. Department of the Treasury issued Syria General License 23, which, according to its announcement, authorizes for 180 days where all transactions related to the earthquake relief that would be otherwise prohibited by the Syrian sanctions regulations are halted. But... Taraya al-Said, a displaced Syrian living in the Sarada camp in South Lebanon, who lost four of her relatives in Aleppo, said the U.S. decision comes too late. Hassan Agabush, Syria's health minister, noted that the suffering within Syria's medical sector is not only the result of a massive earthquake, but also the Western sanctions imposed on Syria for the past 12 years. Muhammad Hijazi, chairman of the Aleppo Government Council, says that due to a lack of tools, some rescuers had to dig through the rubble with bare hands in search of survivors in the snow and rain. Now, to understand where these sanctions began, we can observe statements from the U.S. Department of State, such as this one. Since the uprisings began in March 2011, the U.S. government has intensely pursued calibrated sanctions to deprive the regime of the resources it needs to continue violence against civilians and to pressure the Syrian regime to allow for a democratic transition as the Syrian people have demanded. Now, the question that looms over everyone's heads is, what can be done to help the survivors of this crisis? One attainable option for those who can't afford to donate is to spread news of this crisis on social media, by word of mouth and other advocacy methods, as this is the easiest way to bring awareness to the crisis and reach those who are able to donate. Some organizations to donate to are the Turkish Red Crescent. Their teams are helping with recovery and aid efforts. The Red Crescent, located in Syria, is aiding victim evacuation and search efforts, as stated by the Red Cross. Both organizations are members of International Red Cross and the Red Crescent Movement, and this is an international network of disaster relief agencies. The White Helmets, also known as the Syrian Civil Defense, are a humanitarian aid organization that operates in rebel-controlled areas of Syria. The volunteer group has experience providing emergency services to the victims of the country's civil war. And the White Helmets have said they've mobilized 3,000 volunteers to help search for the earthquake victims. It asks for donations to support its efforts. We hope these resources are helpful for our listeners. Thank you again for listening to Seeking Refuge News. For an additional news update, there has now been yet another 6.8 magnitude earthquake on Monday, February 20th. 
It has specifically affected southern Turkey and northern Syria, and many survivors are still trapped under the rubble. According to Forbes, there's been 294 injuries in Turkey and 130 in Syria, all of which have been reported by on-site volunteers, with at least six deaths reported.